Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 32 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Fall is here, the weather is cooling down for most of us, and it's time to start thinking about getting outdoors, getting into the duck blind, the deer blind, and hunting the fields. There are other important things that you should know when we're talking about hunting and the safe use of firearms. Firearm safety begins with you. The safest way to transport your firearm is in a case, unloaded, and with the ammunition stored separately. Anytime that you transport your firearm to the shooting range or when you're going on a hunt, safety must always be your top number one priority. Make sure the firearm is unloaded with the action open before you put it in a hard gun case or a soft gun sleeve. This not only guarantees you have a safe gun, but it is a visual sign to others around you that your firearm is safe when you uncase it. Ammunition should always be stored and carried separate from your firearm. Transport ammunition in an ammunition box or in a sturdy canvas bag while in transit to your shooting location. When the ammunition is securely placed in a latching ammo box or zipped up in a sturdy bag, this will also keep the ammunition contained should the box tear or open and the cartridges or shells fall out of their packaging. When you arrive at your final destination and before you begin shooting or hunting, always make sure you have a safe gun when handling it. Even though you made certain that you stored your unloaded firearm in a case and kept the ammunition separate, Verify one more time that the firearm is unloaded with the action open as you safely remove it from the case. Always keep the muzzle pointed in a safe direction as you carry your unloaded firearm to the shooting line or your hunting location. The only time to load your firearm at the shooting range with your muzzle pointed downrange is when you are ready to begin shooting. The same rules apply to hunting. Always carry an unloaded firearm to and from your hunting location, only loading when you're ready to shoot. When your day at the range or when you're in the field has ended and you are ready to pack up and head home, always keep your firearm pointed in a safe direction when it's time to unload. With the muzzle of your firearm pointed in that safe direction, carefully open the action or break open the barrels to unload. 
Once your firearm is unloaded, continue to watch your muzzle and keep it pointed in a safe direction as you place it back in your hard or soft gun case. Again, always keep the ammunition stored separately when your day is finished. Your safe direction changes with every single step that you take. There are several different field carries to keep in mind when you're transporting your firearm. To safely carry a gun, always follow these three basic gun rules. Number one, always keep the muzzle pointed in a safe direction. When you're walking in the field with your firearm, your safe direction could change at every moment. Always be aware of the location of others and keep an eye out for obstacles, debris, or wildlife that may get in the way of a safe muzzle direction. Number two, always keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Always straighten your index finger above the trigger on the receiver and point it down the barrel towards the muzzle. This is a practice everyone should get in the habit of. Always keep your finger indexed outside of the trigger guard. Number three, always keep your firearm unloaded until it's ready to use. Firearms should only be loaded when you're ready to shoot, whether in the field or at a shooting or target range. There are several different ways to carry a firearm when you're in the field. One of the ways is a two-handed carry. This carry provides the most stability when carrying your firearm. Placing both hands on your firearm helps maintain control at all times. The muzzle is much easier to control with two hands. If you trip or stumble, this carry also provides the most control of your gun. This carry distributes the weight of the firearm between both hands and arms. This is a good carry if you are traveling a long distance. This can either be used as a right-handed or left-handed carry. This carry would not be used if another person were walking on either side of you in the direction that your muzzle was pointed. The next carry is called the trail carry. The firearm is held with only one hand, balanced and parallel to the ground. The muzzle is pointed forward. This is a good carry to use for long-distance hiking if no one is in front of you. This carry leaves your other hand free to help with your own balance. Always be aware of potential debris such as dirt, tall grass, or snow that could get inside of the muzzle and create an obstruction as you're carrying. Another carry is called the cradle carry. The firearm is placed across your forearm and elbow, muzzle pointed up. One hand secures the firearm by grasping the stock while the other hand cradles the gun. This is a comfortable carry that reduces arm fatigue. This carry would not be used if another person were walking on either side of you in the direction where your muzzle was pointed. Another carry to consider is the shoulder carry. The butt of the firearm is held by one hand and the barrel is balanced and rests on the same shoulder with the muzzle pointed up. This is a good carry when walking beside or behind others. It is not a good carry if others are behind you. When at a shooting range, the correct shoulder carry for a break action shotgun would be with the action open, unloaded, barrel pointing down and forward, and rested over your shoulder. You have control with one hand of the barrel and where your muzzle is pointed. Behind your shoulder is the broken backside of the shotgun and that's pointed down. Another carry to use is the elbow or side carry. 
This is where the firearm is held in the crook of your bent elbow, the stock behind and muzzle in front pointed towards the ground. This is a comfortable carry for break action firearms. The pivot of the open action rests easily in the crook of your elbow and the barrels are facing downward over your forearm. Others can easily see that your action is open and you have a safe gun. The sling carry uses a rifle or shotgun sling placed over your shoulder to support the rifle or shotgun. Always keep your hand on the sling while walking to prevent the firearm from sliding off your shoulder. The sling carry is good for long walks in open cover. If brush becomes thick or difficult to navigate, you can easily lose control of the muzzle. Consider an alternative and safer field carry. This is a good carry when walking with others. Any time that you are in the field or at the shooting range with other people, muzzle control is the number one safety consideration. Safely carrying firearms while with others in the field can be challenging. The safe direction of your muzzle could change with every step you or your members in your group take. You may have to change the field carry of your firearm depending on the terrain or the place of your group. Do not hesitate to ask others about the way they are handling their firearm and how they're handling the safe direction of their muzzle. When walking single file, the person in front of the line keeps the muzzle pointed forward or to either side. The person in the middle keeps his or her muzzle pointed safely to either side to the right or left. The person in the back of the line keeps his or her muzzle pointed safely to the rear or to either side. When walking side by side, the shooters at each end of the line must keep their muzzles pointed to the side away from each other in their group or pointed safely to the front. The person in the middle must keep his or her muzzle pointed safely to the front. You will often encounter an obstacle while handling your firearm when in the field. It is just as important, if not more so, to be aware of your muzzle when coming upon an obstacle. Sometimes the obstacle may be a ditch, a ravine, a fallen tree, or even a fence. From time to time, you can safely cross the obstacle while still holding your firearm. Other times, you must put down your firearm to cross the obstacle that you face. If you must lay down your firearm on the ground, unload it first and always protect your muzzle. You want to ensure that no dirt, debris, water, snow, or other objects get in the muzzle. The best way to protect your muzzle is to lay down your cap or other item, then place the muzzle in or on top of your item. Cross the obstacle away from the muzzle. You do not want the muzzle pointed in your direction, even though it's unloaded and safe. If you are in the field with another person and you come upon an obstacle, each person should unload their firearms and keep their muzzles pointed in a safe direction. The first person should hand their unloaded firearm to the second person and proceed across the obstacle. Once on the other side, the second person then hands both unloaded firearms to the first person and he or she safely crosses the obstacle. Always be prepared and on the watch for potential obstacles or hazards that you may encounter. Another important consideration is your safe area that you can shoot or your safe zones of fire. Your safe zones of fire is where you can safely swing your firearm and not risk pointing at anything you do not wish to shoot. If you are hunting by yourself, your safe zone of fire is the area around you where you can safely swing, 
move, and shoot at a target, waterfowl, or game animal. If you are shooting or hunting with another person or multiple people, your zone of fire is reduced, depending on where your hunting partners are located. For example, if you are sitting back-to-back with one other hunting partner, your safe zone of fire would be 180 degrees. This could change depending on what else is surrounding your hunting location, such as structures or other hunters. If hunting in the field, your safe zone of fire could change with every step that you take. It is critical to be aware at all times where the muzzle of your firearm is pointed and where your hunting partners are located. Oftentimes, hunters use retriever dogs while upland bird hunting or waterfowl hunting. Just as you must be aware of other hunters at all times, you must also be aware of where the dogs are located at all times. A lot of dog handlers will tell you that their dogs cost a heck of a lot more than their gun did. Now, the safe direction for your muzzle may not be to point it down towards the ground since that's where the dogs are. Other important considerations are safety when hunting over water. Always know what is beyond your safe zone of fire and where the rifle bullet or shotgun pellets will land. When you shoot at water, bullets and pellets can ricochet and deflect, not traveling in a straight line, which could cause a dangerous situation. Depending on where you live, hunter orange or blaze orange may be a requirement to wear while hunting or target shooting. Always check your local regulations and be familiar with the laws regarding hunter orange. Some areas require that orange must be a solid color. Some areas allow hunters or shooters to wear broken or camouflaged hunter orange clothing or vests. Larger game animals such as white-tailed deer, pronghorn antelope, elk, and mule deer do not see color the same way we as humans do. The rods and cones in their eyes are much different, and they see a very different spectrum of color. To put it simply, larger game animals see shades of gray and black and white. They do not see hunter orange the same way a normal human eye sees hunter orange. The reason hunter orange is required in many areas and is highly recommended is so the hunter is seen by other hunters or shooters in the field. Orange is a color that's not usually found in nature, and the shade of orange should make anyone who sees it in the field immediately aware that another person is in the field. Unfortunately, many hunting and shooting accidents have occurred when a person hears a sound or sees a white, red, or blue, or movement. White could indicate a white-tailed deer tail. Red or blue could indicate a turkey. Movement could indicate another person moving behind brush or shrubs. Unfortunately, many accidents have occurred when hunters have taken a shot before properly and accurately identifying their target. If these individuals were wearing their hunter orange, many of these accidents could have been prevented. Hunter orange can also be used to transport game out of the field after a hunt. You do not want to carry a turkey over your shoulder or antlers of a deer or elk in your backpack on your person in plain sight. By swaddling your game or parts of your trophy animal in hunter orange, such as an orange vest or shirt, these pieces of clothing during your transport out of the field will draw more attention to you and your successful quarry. You want to be seen by others, especially other hunters when you're in the field.
Any time that you choose to hunt or shoot with your feet off the ground, whether it be in a tree stand or an elevated blind, additional safety concerns must be considered. First, as a hunter or a shooter, you may have a lot of equipment and gear to take with you into your stand or your blind. You may have a backpack that's filled with items such as a first aid kit, water, snacks, hunting accessories and calls, extra clothing, and ammunition. With all of these items, your pack may be a bit heavy. Next, you will have to have your firearm to carry up with you into the elevated blind. Before you try to juggle all of your items and equipment in one load and only one trip, focus on yourself and your own safety first. Climb up the ladder or steps to your stand or blind wearing a five-point safety harness. Always maintain three points of contact to the tree or ladder that you are climbing. This means two hands plus one foot or two feet plus one hand in contact at all times. Keep your safety harness attached to yourself and whatever you are climbing. In case of an equipment malfunction or a slip, you will be protected and the safety harness will do its job by keeping you from falling to the ground. Once you reach to the top of where you're climbing, first fasten and secure yourself to the tree or elevated blind with your safety harness. You always want to tie the safety harness to the tree or elevated blind just above your head. This way, if you slip off the seat and are dangling from your harness, you will not have fallen far and only need to step up slightly back onto your stand. Once you have secured yourself in place with your safety harness, next you need to get your equipment up to you. The safest way to do this is with an equipment haul line or a rope. Before you climb the tree or ladder, secure the haul line or rope to your gear bag or backpack. Secure another haul line or rope to your unloaded firearm. This could be tied to the handles of a soft gun case or tied around the stock of the unloaded firearm to ensure that when you begin pulling it up to your location, the muzzle remains pointed down towards the ground and away from where you're sitting. Gently and carefully pull up the haul line or rope that's attached to your backpack and secure it to your hunting platform. Next, and finally, carefully raise the haul line attached to your unloaded firearm. Once you have your hands on it, continue watching for muzzle control and keeping it pointed in a safe direction at all times. When your hunt is over, carefully lower your backpack or gear to the ground using the haul line or rope. Next, gently lower your unloaded firearm, muzzle pointed down and away from you to the ground. Once all of your equipment has been secured, carefully step off of your hunting platform and begin your descent, keeping three points of contact at all times and ensuring that you are connected to the tree or blind by a safety harness. When your day at the range, the day in the field, or your hunting trip is over, the work is still not done. The next important thing you have to do is to clean your firearm. Even if a round has never been shot through it on your trip, you always want to make sure you clean your firearm. Your firearm is like any other tool. It needs to be maintained so it will operate the way it was designed to operate. Using improper tools and solutions can make the job harder and even cause damage to your firearm. Proper cleaning and storage can preserve your firearm to be passed down for generations. There are basic tools needed to clean your firearm. 
the first and most important rule, always make sure your firearm is unloaded and right importantly to follow is always make sure there's no ammunition present anywhere you're cleaning your gun. One of the items essential in your cleaning kit is your cleaning rod. You should use a cleaning rod made of a material that's softer than the steel of the barrel. A one-piece design is best because joints could catch inside the bore. If multiple lengths are used, make sure they are the proper size and properly fit together to prevent damage. Cleaning cables are made of flexible cables that cleaning attachments can be attached to and fed through the receiver and pulled out of the muzzle. Cleaning attachments, such as jags and loops, are the attachments that go on the end of a cleaning rod. These parts hold the cleaning patch in place on the cleaning rod while you push it through the bore. Cleaning patches are used to remove abrasive residue from the firearm's barrel, receiver, and other critical components. Cleaning patches are small, square, or rectangle pieces of soft cloth. A cleaning brush is a hard bristle attachment used to loosen residue in the barrel. It is usually made of brass or other material that will not damage the barrel. Solvent is used to dissolve and remove residue from a firearm. It works best after the residue has been loosened. Too much solvent can be damaging, so only use enough that the patch will absorb. There are many different types of tools on the market for gun cleaning. A common tool is a gun toothbrush. A gun toothbrush is a brush that looks like its name applies, a toothbrush. It is a handheld brush with bristles to remove the gun residue. Gun oil is often referred to as penetrating oil. Gun oil penetrates the metal in firearms. It is used to prevent rust and keep the moving parts operating properly. It is very important to remove all excess gun oil from all parts of the firearm. Once you have all of your accessories in place, it's now time to actually clean your firearm. A lot of times people like to wear rubber gloves when handling their firearms and using gun cleaning solvents and oils. Number one, remove or open the bolt or action of your unloaded firearm. The second step is to run a dry cleaning patch through the barrel using the cleaning rod or cable and proper attachment to loosen up any residue. The third step is to run a cleaning brush through the barrel using the cleaning rod several times to loosen up any remaining residue. Fourth, run the cleaning patches with liberal amounts of solvent through the barrel using the cleaning rod or cable and the proper attachments until a patch comes out clean. This may take anywhere from 5, 10, 15, 20 times running this process until your patch comes out clean. The fifth step is to run a cleaning patch with gun oil applied through the barrel using the cleaning rod with a proper attachment. The sixth step is to run a dry cleaning patch through the barrel using the cleaning rod with the proper attachment to remove any and all excess oil. The seventh step is to use cleaning patches soaked in solvent and other cleaning tools such as gun toothbrushes to remove residue from the bolt, action, receiver, and any other areas that are dirty. The eighth step is to use a soft rag and liberally wipe down all parts that you just cleaned, the external side of the barrel, receiver, and stock with gun oil. The ninth step is to use a dry, soft drag, wiping down all parts again, removing all excess oil. And finally, 
putting your firearm back together. Thoroughly and properly cleaning your firearm takes a long time. A good cleaning might take upwards of an hour. Properly taking care of and maintaining your firearms will ensure that these will last a lifetime and generations to come. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow us on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.